0: Welcome to another interview at Animal Cafe. Each Monday, we offer a new podcast with experts and enthusiasts working to better the lives of animals. Check our website, AnimalCafe.co, for upcoming interviews and more.
1: Hello, and welcome to another episode of Animal Cafe. I'm Laurie Houston, your resident veterinarian. I'm here with uh, Beasy Tat, otherwise known as Dickie Boatwright. Uh with Mia Ray and with her mom uh, Chloe Davita. Uh welcome everybody. Thanks for being here with us tonight.
2: Hello. Oh. Yes, thank you.
1: So why don't we start uh start at the beginning and maybe we'll start with BZ Tat, if you can just introduce yourself and tell us a little bit about yourself, Beasy Tat.
0: Okay, well, um, I go by Beezy Tat, that's my artist name and the name that I sign my artwork, and at this point most people know me by that name. Um, that's a name that I took on from a cat that I had for 19 years, her name was Beezy, and I always called her Beezy Tat for I taught I taught Beezy Tat, I did, I did, I did see a Beezy Tat. And I just, I called her that, and our souls kind of merged over 19 years, and um, even though she left this world, I still feel like she's very much a part of me, so I keep her name. And people seem to enjoy that name. And I am an artist, Um, been an artist all my life. I got a master's degree um, in art in 1985, and then I later went back and got a master's degree in counseling. So I spent 20 years as a counselor um, with traumatized children and adolescents and working with families and dealing with different kinds of um, trauma and family stress. And I'm also very much a passionate animal lover and animal advocate. And over the past few years, I've become more, I'm kind of letting go of the counselor uh, career coming more into the artist's career and um, my artwork centers around animals. And I'm finding that uh, counselor instincts are creeping in, and particularly with the Okie's Promise Project, which you'd asked me to talk a little bit about tonight, um, that, that those, some of those instincts have started to reemerge and come out in my artwork. So that's a little bit about me.
1: Well, I do have to say your artwork is wonderful, Beezy, Tad. It's it's just phenomenal. Well, thank you. You put things on a canvas that uh, I don't even know what to say. You have to see it to believe it.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Well, I really enjoy color. I like bright, colorful things. I like things that are very upbeat and positive. And I think that that's what animals bring to us a lot of times. Um, that even though they go through difficult circumstances, they're always upbeat and positive and give us a kind of emotional nourishment that brings us up. And that's what I try to capture in my artwork. Not just, um, you know, I I do sort of a semi-abstract style, um, but my goal is to capture more of the relationship that we have with animals um, than it is to depict a real naturalistic-looking animal. So I try to capture the essence of the character of the animal uh, more than just the likeness of the animal.
1: And you do it wonderfully.
0: Well, thanks. Uh,
1: Mia, why don't we move on to you, and why don't you tell us a little bit about yourself?
2: Well, um, I'm Mia. I also go by Mia Ray, because that's my middle name. Um, I have danced for probably about five years, and I've always loved animals since I was young. I remember getting my first dog, and I remember all things like that, and I just always loved animals. And my grandmother, uh, otherwise known as Yvonne DeVita, she is one of the founders of BlogPaws, and she got me introduced to the idea of blogging. And I don't think I started until I was about 12 years old, Um, but as soon as I started, I just sort of... In love with the idea of writing a blog to help something that I loved, help animals, and that was just really exciting for me. And then I went to Blog Paws 2010. Um, that's where I first met Beezie Tat, and throughout a little while we <laughs> went together and started doing Opekee's Promise, and that was really exciting for me. It's probably the biggest thing I had done recently. and I'm so honored.
1: Well, we're going to talk a little bit more about your performance at Blog Pause in just a few minutes, but your your performance there was really moving, and you are quite a talented dancer, Mia.
2: Thank you. Thank you
1: so much. You're welcome, Chloe. How about uh, telling us a little bit about
3: yourself? Um, okay, I'm involved mostly because I'm Mia's mom. <laughs> Um, is not, which is not completely true. I, I've been helping uh, with the blog pauses she mentioned, um, and I've been blogging on and off for many years. Um, I started blogging as a business blogger, um, and for a while I blogged about a, f- a close family member who was going through brain cancer and kind of used blogging as my outlet and have also always loved pets and got involved with blog pause sort of because of that and because of my mother. And when Mia showed an interest, you know, I thought that was great and some something she could kind of latch on to and express her kind of desire to communicate with her peers and also kind of be out in the world on the Internet influencing other people, and I could kind of help her along those ways. And when the Okie's Promise thing came up, uh, we we were definitely interested in that because you know, we have kind of a taken a, a a liking to doing what we can to benefit animals that that get abused and when you can tie in the actual children and, and domestic violence and different things that kind of all go hand in hand, it just really struck a chord with us. So we were really happy to be able to do something to help promote that.
1: Well I do think this is a a very worthy cause to be part of and with that, why don't we talk a little bit more about Oki's Promise. Uh, BZ Cat, maybe you can tell us a little bit more about it, what it is, and uh, about the little cat Oki that was the inspiration behind it.
0: Sure. I love talking about Oki, and I love talking about Oki's Promise. Um, Oki's Promise is an initiative. It's it's actually called Oki's Promise, Art for a Cause, and it is an initiative to use public art to move and educate people um, into recognition and awareness, but also action on the issue of animal abuse and how it is connected to domestic violence and child abuse. Um, We don't often... I think that a lot of times we don't connect the dots. We don't realize that those three things are really very deeply intertwined and connected. And um, as a counselor, I knew that. Um, I'd seen many instances where traumatized children or children that had experienced abuse, neglect, or domestic violence in their homes often would um, take out their angst Anger and frustrations on animals, um, or they would be victims themselves. Either victims themselves taking out their anger on animals, or they would witness um, people in their environment, their abusers, also abusing animals. So that's that's a very um, well established link, actually, that animal abuse and abuse to children and other vulnerable individuals, there's, there's that link is very well established in um, research and literature in psychological circles. But it's not a real well-known thing. And often people think that um, animal abuse is something to be concerned about just for animals. And abuse to people is something just to be concerned about when it comes to children and women and other people who are victims of violence. And the truth of the matter is that the two are very well connected. Um, when, a, when a person is abusing animals, they're probably abusing people too, and usually vulnerable people, either children or women or um, other individuals that may be vulnerable due to disability or other kind of factors. So um, it came kind of home to me when um, uh, the small cat named Oki um, crossed my path. Her name wasn't Oki when she crossed my path first. Um, she showed up in the parking lot of the building I live in and my studio was in, and um, she. She just kind of showed up one day, and I kept seeing her, and she was not your typical feral stray cat that you see um, in a downtown area. I live in a down, very busy downtown area, and there are feral cats in the area, but they're street streetwise. Okie wasn't streetwise. It was obvious that she had been dumped there and that something had happened to her. Um, I already had four cats, so I really wasn 't in position to take in a new cat, um, but I, I ended up rescuing her simply because I was afraid that I myself might be the person to hurt her. Um, there was a couple of times she ran out in front of my uh, car, and I nearly hit her myself, and I just thought i can 't stand the thought of seeing this animal on the side of the road. So I got a life trap and rescued her. Um, Brought her into my art studio at first, um, and it was pretty clear initially that she um, had been around people. She was socialized, but she was terrified. And what I started seeing in Oki was the same kind of behavior that I see in, that I had seen as a counselor um, in abused children, where she would be craving attention, but terrified of it. Um, she wanted to be around people, but then she was afraid something was going to happen. Um, and it, it was real obvious that something bad had happened to this cat. And I, I think that, I, you know, I don't know her history, I don't know where she came from, um, but she appears to be a cat that has been around people, um, but had not had a good experience with people. Um, So I ended up rescuing her, and um, she eventually became my pet. I I realized over time that I just couldn't give her up. Um, And she kind of inspired me to um, help people come to this recognition that we need to do something about animal abuse, not just because animal abuse is a bad thing towards animals, which it is, but also because it's it's something that is harmful to people. Um, when animals are being abused, when animals are being mistreated by society, then that's a sign that humans are not well-treated as well. And um, Oki kind of brought that home to me and made me realize this is something we need as a culture to know more about and learn more about. And I knew that we couldn't just do that by showing facts and figures, because people had already done that, and it wasn't that well-known. So I thought, you know, this is a beautiful way. I, I, I have the, the counseling background and the understanding of the human dynamics, but I also have the awareness of animal um, concerns and, and welfare, and I'm an artist. So I decided to bring all of those factors together and created the initiative, Okie's Promise to use creativity to help us as a culture to understand and become more aware of this issue. And I've got to tell you, it's working. Um, I have done one major project so far, and I received 85 people backed my project on Kickstarter which means that they pledged money towards the project, raised uh, 50, a little over fifty one hundred dollars for the first project, That's um, and yeah, and and the um, in July, uh, the end of July and beginning of August, uh, we hung the mural on the side of a building here in Canton, Ohio, where I live, and where Oki lives. And it's now a prominent feature of our downtown arts district and um I've started a whole new project that we launched at the blog Pause conference and um and the the performance that um that Mia did was just astounding, I think, and that just added a whole new artistic dimension um I think that we we don't realize, sometimes we don't realize how much the arts move us. We can be told something and we know it, but we don't feel it and believe it and live it and act on it until something moves us. I think that that's what um, the visual art that I do and the combination of that with um, the dance and the music and all of that together just really was a powerful statement that um, really overcame the the hurricane that was going on outside as we performed it.
1: At it really was a powerful statement for those of of uh, our listeners who weren't at Blog Pause. Can we tell them a little bit about what that uh, what that per- performance consisted of? So there, there were there were many parts to that. There was the video and um, Mia's dance performance
0: yeah i can i can speak to the the video and then maybe chloe and um and mia can talk a little bit about how the dance developed from the video yeah and,
1: absolutely. and the original
0: project um the video is just a simple um images that told the story of Oki. Um, a few words in there and some facts and figures about how many people that are in domestic violence shelters report that they have also witnessed or experienced some kind of abuse to animals in their homes. Um, and the music to the video, both of the videos I've used is from a friend of mine named Jason Farnham, who is a wonderful keyboard musician in Los Angeles and. Um, he agreed to let us use the music, his music, piano music, for um, both videos that I've done. And, um, you know, it just simply stated what the project was about, what Oki's story was, and how it got initiated with the project using basic images and some a few words and music. And then uh, Chloe and Mia just kind of took it from there. So maybe they can tell you how they developed the dance out of that.
2: Well, we really just looked at the video and saw like, the main points at first. We looked at some of the most important parts. And, well, of course, we used the music to kind of choreograph with that so it fit. And seeing both together, the video and the dance and the music, just we had to see how they all fit and how they all made sense and what movements just stood for what I was trying to say. And, you know, like I was trying to say please or, like, please help us or something like that in a movement. I would do some sort of motion that matched the music, and that was really how we got a lot of our movement.
3: Yeah, I think, and Mia had a lot to do with a lot of that. She kind of added a lot of her own like emotion and, and things she kind of saw and felt from from the video and music that Vicky provided us and I just kind of helped guide her through that and and you know set the choreography so it seemed to kind of fit with the whole message cuz we definitely wanted to make sure the message was being being put across
2: and of course the music and the video were already set great music and such a good video that we just knew that this dance had to be good. It had to it had to be just to that level. So definitely had to incorporate that and really just kind of make sure that my emotion was there and that they knew that I truly cared about
1: this. Well that's what I was just gonna comment on, you know, watching watching the dance performance, there really was a lot of emotion in the dance there you know you you could see the emotion in your movements and and in your dance and it was really amazing to watch coupled with this video and the images of this little cat and you know the 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 other images that were in the video it was really a a, an experience that's difficult to forget Hmm.
0: i i have to tell you too you know they we did all this separately they live in colorado and i live in ohio and so we didn't have a chance. I mean, we talked about it in advance, but I we didn't piece it together like they consulted with me to do this or that or, you know, they did their part, I did my part, we got together. And um I actually saw the dance that morning that we performed it. Wow, and that
1: makes it even more amazing.
0: <laughs> and I got to tell you when I first saw her do it, I I saw my cat up there on the stage, you know, and that that was what it it almost put me in tears because I saw Oki, in her dance, mm-hmm. and that's what was just so moving and powerful for me, was that she lived the life of my cat on the stage.
2: Mm-hmm. Thank you so much. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I mean that would that would that just it just astounded me. It just I, I was. I was at a loss for words, which is unusual for me. The only thing I could say was, <laughs> the only thing I could say was that was just awesome. Um, and I and I still can't come up with any word that's any better than that. <laughs>
1: <laughs> thank you so much. Uh, another thank thing you. that another thing that you talked about, BZTAT, Tat, um, you know, before the performance, uh, is that this isn't a project that's geared toward just putting out, you know, uncomfortable pictures. it's a it's a project that's geared toward creating hope. right. And i i think that's an important message too.
0: yeah, i i you know, in my new video, it says very clearly, these are ugly things, but i don't like to paint ugly things. And nobody really likes to look at ugly things. And although sometimes we need ugly things to be brought to our attention, eventually we start becoming numb and look away because we feel like there's nothing we can do about it. Mm -hmm. And so my thought is if we create an image of what a hopeful outcome would look like or does look like, because we do have a lot of positive, hopeful outcomes in the rescue community. that That's what's so very amazing to me. And one of the things that I love about coming to the Blog Pause conference is that you see all these people that are out there in the trenches, you know, scooping cat litter, cleaning up dog poop, rescuing animals from some of the worst, situations in the world risking their own lives sometimes in in troubled communities Um, and then they tell you the stories of this one got a home here and this is my dog and you know that's what is so inspiring to me as you hear these people that are doing such wonderful things under such tough circumstances um, and yet, they still have hopeful outcomes. So that's what I want to celebrate: is how much animals mean to us in our world, and and what that bond with animals, how important that is to us individually, but also as a culture. But also the fact that there are hopeful outcomes, there are things that are positive to work for, and we need to celebrate that, and we need to recognize that's out there and it's possible, and we need to keep our eyes on that goal rather than getting so overwhelmed with the negative um, things. And and I think it's, it's a positive, it, it helps us realize there's more we can do when we realize what are the underpinnings of this problem of animal abuse. Animal abuse is not just because horrible people hit a dog. Um, and even, you know, as controversial as some of the things that Michael Vick has done and some of the things that he has said, and, and I don't want to say, you know, yay or nay, what he's doing now is, is of value, but some of the things that he has been saying and talking about his own upbringing, his own childhood, validate some of the concerns. If we can eliminate some of those things that happen to children – and we can focus on how, how those issues develop in a community, then we have more, um, more possible positive outcomes available to us when it comes to rescuing animals as well. So I think all around when we focus on the positive and what's possible and we look at the deeper issues, we have a lot more that we can accomplish. And and that's very much hopeful to me.
2: Um, and that's kind of why I wanted to be a part of this, was because it had such a positive turn, and that just made me really hopeful. And to think about things that go on like that just makes me really sad. So thinking about it becoming
1: better was just so exciting.
0: Yeah. Well, that's yes, cool. I'm glad to hear point.
1: that. Yes. So where does Oki's Promise go from, from here
0: What's um well the future? the sky is the limit as far as i'm concerned um like i said i'm I'm currently raising funds for um the the second project, which is going to be a little bit different. It's not going to be just one mural that hangs on one wall. My hope is that it'll be an installation that can travel and can be seen in many different places um, It'll be several pieces and parts to a whole, which means it will have different faces of animals and children and p- different people that have been affected, but, again, focusing on that positive outcome and what we want to work towards. And um, my, my hope is that we will raise the money uh, to accomplish that and then eventually have the installation, once it's completed, travel to different places and different locations around the country, maybe even around, around the world. You know, I'd like to think that we could possibly take this to, to other places as well. Um, after that, my, my goal, current goal is to do six different kinds of public art projects in all. Um, originally, I had said that I wanted to be six different projects in six different cities, and now I'm looking at it more as each piece uh-huh. has, a, has a potential interaction with many different places. So I've, I've taken back the six cities, but definitely going with six projects. So after this one is completed, my hope is, I mean my goal is to to do another one and then another one and another one um, and continue it until we've got six that are making an impact around the country. And, um, you know, who knows where we go from there? Um, there is a blog. Has the limit. Yeah, there, there is a blog for Okie's Promise as well. There's a whole website. Um, it's called okiespromise.com. And... Um, you know i i would like for people to i've 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 been asking people to submit their stories um you know the more i talk about this the more people come to me and say yeah that's real i know because i lived it and i'm finding more and more people share their own personal experience with the issues um so i'm asking them to tell their stories and um, use this kind of as an opportunity to create hope out of experience. You know, these are people that are, uh, that are turning their own negative experiences into positive endeavors to work with animals or people or, or you know, different kinds of endeavors. And so I want it to become. Um, not just about me doing the artwork, but about a dialogue in an exchange of information and people taking it um, from from the catalyst. And, you know, I'd like to see more kids like Mia getting involved in doing creative projects around the whole concept. I'd love to see Okie's Promise become something that um, that people take in their own creative directions and use it as an inspiration for doing... Uh, their own creative projects around the same issue. Um, And and I'm already seeing that happening, that different people are asking me, how are ways that we can do this as well? Um, We
2: agree with that because I have friends that I really want to get into this kind of thing, and I think that me being um, the next generation of bloggers and pet bloggers that me getting the awareness out towards people my age can make a difference in our future. And
0: exactly. Most important. Yeah, because it starts with with uh, the youth, you know. It's, it's all about starting with fresh attitudes and fresh opportunities, and youth certainly have that. Um, I call anybody who contributes in some way to Okie's Promise, particularly people that contribute financially to the Kickstarter programs, um, but anybody that contributes in any way is considered a, a promise keeper, um, somebody who is working for the effort of getting the message out and spreading the word, we call an Okie's Promise Keeper, um, and, and that's kind of a special group of people, I think, that that do that and um you know it's a special name for a special special group of people
1: yes it is absolutely so let's ju- let's just mention the website one more time also before we leave off for today uh because there's okay. also some resources there for for people that need help as well as, as you know information about okie's promise and more information about the link between the animal abuse and, and child abuse and, and other types of abuse, also.
0: Yeah, it's it's www.okiespromise. That's promise. dot com. And like you said, there's all kinds of resources there. Um, there's a blog. Um, there's different kinds of you know, different things that you can interact with and and my hope is that we'll develop the site more and open to feedback and, um, you know, if people have some suggestions and ideas what we can do there to, to make the dialogue more dynamic. I'm um, excited to do that. My hope is, too, that um, eventually we'll start getting some support from um, corporations and pet brands. We'd like to see... You now that's one of the neat things I think about being in pet industries and pet services and and working around pet blogging is that even the people that are in business are interested in taking care of animals. They've chosen this kind of business to be in because they care about animals. And my hope is that we'll start getting some of those Uh, Companies, brands, corporations involved in possibly contributing to the Kickstarter or getting involved in other ways, however they would like to do that. The whole thing is about um, dialogue and creativity, hopeful outcomes, and awareness. And whoever we can get involved to to spread that message, um, I'm all about it
1: and on that note i think it's probably a good place to uh to say thank you for joining us and uh it's been a pleasure speaking with all three of you tonight thank you very much for for uh, being with us
0: well thank you for taking an interest and thanks for giving us an opportunity to share
1: oh it's my pleasure
3: thank you
2: yeah thank you and also i wanted to say um my- is uh it's called start com, startthechange.com, start-the-change.com um there's no capitalization.
1: <laughs> okay, great. So startthechange.com yeah, and that's a nice site too. I'd encourage everybody to go and and visit Mia there. Um so once again, thank you very much. And that concludes this week's episode of Animal Cafe. I'd like to thank B-Z, Tat, Mia, and Chloe for being here with us tonight, and I'd like to invite all of you to join us again next week when we'll have another great interview. Thank you. Have a good week.